Greetings and welcome back, gentles and ladiesmen, to another Shrek sighting podcast oh, here on no, the Inverse stop Cast. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Michael. I'm Hedox, and I'm also sick. I'm King K, but I'm not sick. Hell yeah. And, I, and I'm Ryan, and I'm enjoying a nice cold Red Bull. <laughs> yep. Ah. For your podcast needs, Red Bull gives you wings. No, we are sponsored by Red, Red Bull. Bull. Hashtag by, gives you wings. By Red Bull, it gives us money. Guidelines. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so last time we met, I think, what did we talk about last time? I forget. Movies. Movies, Movies yes. Yeah. But the time before that, you were talking about what we wanted to see at E3. And now E3 has happened, and um, again, the reason we did not do a, like a live sort of reaction, or at the time sort of reaction, was that uh, Haydox was going on vacation at that time. Yeah. So we Can I tell a story to... from my vacation? Uh, sure. Alright, this is a good story, mind you. So, I was, because I went to like, since you know I'm heading off to college soon, I went on a vacation like to tour around different colleges. And, um, they have, like, a program where you can stay the night with a roommate. And my roommate, because mm -hmm. I stayed there a couple days at a college. And on, like, the third night that I was there, my roommate, I'm sitting, because they had, like, a little dance. So I wore, a dress, I wore a dress shirt, and I had my boxers on. I was sitting in my bed. And all of a sudden, it's, it's dark, right? I see a flash of light from the other side of the room. And it's very clear that my roommate just took a picture of me in my boxers. Oh. So I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, he plays it off like it didn't, he didn't just take a picture of me half naked. So then I tell him, I'm like, yo, if you do that again, I'm going to snap your fucking neck. That's the end of the story. He didn't talk to me after that. What the fuck? That's <laughs> yeah. really creepy. I was really scared. Well, that's that's a way to know. start a podcast off. Yeah, yeah I didn't that. know what he was gonna do with those pictures. You know, I mean, that'd be pretty scary. He'll post it on www. Although honestly, if if it happened to me, I would I wouldn't give a shit. I'd just be like, uh, let me go to sleep, please. Yeah, I just panicked because I didn't know if he was gonna like jerk off. Yeah, I mean, it, it is it is kind of weird to think about that. <laughs> yeah. And that was only in the nighttime, so I only imagine how many pictures he took of me, like, in that the I daytime. didn't know about. Yeah. That's right. the end of my story. So, um, I'm, so now E3 has obviously happened, we're all together, we're ready to talk about it, I presume. I stayed up all night catching up. So, um, yeah. So I think, um, I don't know what you guys wanted to do, but I think I maybe we can just... I have all the, sort of like a summary of all the conferences pulled up. I guess we can right go from conference to conference and talk about what we liked in it and what we didn't like. Yeah, so that way we don't mm. have to go over every single individual thing that happened mm. in the conference. We can just talk about the games that stood out to us, be it good or bad. Yeah. Okay. Alright, I'll... Uh, like... One disclosure I should make is that I did not watch the conferences, because oh. I, I never have. I just, I just fun. don't have. It's like an hour of my <laughs> life I don't fun. get back. Well, so, yeah. Let, let me elaborate. They're fun when they're good. Yeah. 
I mean, like that. I, I believe we talked two podcasts ago, Ryan, about like E3 2011 from Nintendo or something like that. 2010, yeah. 2010. That was a good one. That was a damn. Um, I like I, and that was back when I could just get the whole video. Because like part of the problem is I like I considered watching them, but it's just like it's all divvied up into pieces now. It used mm-hmm. to be that you could find the whole thing in one video. No, I mean you can find the whole. Press I'm sure that if I digged hard enough, I could find it, but I was just going straight to the Sony YouTube channel and whatnot. They don't have the whole press conference in one video? Nintendo didn't. Nintendo oh, Nintendo didn't have a press conference. Well, they had... I mean, like, they did still do things. Point is, I did not... You know, it made more... Because, like, usually what I just do when E3 comes along is... It's usually just, like, in the gaming news media, like, oh, this game was announced, mm-hmm. okay. You know, and it's just like, and if I, if I need a summary of the whole conference, I can just read about it. But it's just, now that I do basically work on three channels now, I don't really, and, you know, obviously I'm home and my family wants to do stuff. I don't really have, you know, have an interest in spending the time watching the conference. I'd rather just read about the stuff I'm interested in, you know. Yeah. And it sounds like with a few of these, I didn't really miss much. Like, I, yeah. I know people... I know that Dan was basically live-tweeting Electronic Arts, or the Bethesda one, I don't remember which. I was I, I did most of them, except... I think I, I skipped Sony or Microsoft, one of those. See, those were the only ones that I watched. I didn't watch... I did, the only two that I saw was uh, Microsoft Well, when I say I Sony. skipped them... Like, I watched them, but I didn't tweet them, is what I mean. Like, I... Oh, oh no, I'm just saying that I, I just completely skipped EA and Ubisoft and... Well, Bethesda to be honest, those are the ones that you can miss. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd and be all the, the better for it. Because I, I even asked on Twitter, I'm like, oh, shit, I missed the EA press conference. Did I, what, did I miss anything good? Everyone's like, no. I'm like, okay. Was there anything good from EA's press conference? Oh, yeah, there was Fi. Fee. Yeah, Fee. I don't think it's Fi. I think it's either Fi or Fe or whatever the fuck. It's Fe. Fe. One of the weirdest titles, but it looks cool, I guess. But I still don't even know what that game's about, so I don't. It's like a 3D platformer, kind of like Limbo. Kind of like what? Limbo. Bembo. Yeah, it's one of those kinds of games that looks like it's it's being artsy and like. I but it it didn't really show us the game. It just sort of showed us the art. Flying around, I didn't really understand. If I do have like one common criticism, one sort of overarching theme I had, just sort of because like to sort of fill myself in, I did watch trailers for most of the games, Mm -hmm. at at the very least the ones that sort of sparked my interest. And that's kind of like the common. Like there were a few where they showed gameplay, like um, I think, gosh, day. What was it called? I have it written down here. Yes, Days Gone. (laughs) That one showed a lot of pretty much gameplay, and that was in its own. Now, if only it looked idea. good. Yeah, but we'll, we'll um, get to Sony. And God of the God of War trailer showed gameplay as well, or at least I don't know what to make of that. If that is the gameplay, but we'll get to that. But there was a lot of stuff where it was just you're just watching, you know, basically a film trailer. And I keep mm-hmm. thinking back to the stuff Dan said in the Undertale video about how. Everything is becoming more film-like. Well, I noticed that. Worse. I noticed that a lot of the stuff from Microsoft and Sony, and I guess also Nintendo by default, 
Um, they had a lot of gameplay demonstrations, like Ubisoft and Bethesda and EA, because I did look up the trailers, I just didn't watch the conferences. Uh, they they just had, like, CG trailers and shit like that, and you, that was a big complaint of, of uh, last year's E3, was that there were way too many. So you think that these companies would learn that, you know, we want to see the actual gameplay, and maybe it's because they're, these games might be so early in development, that they can't really show anything. But, but they did show gameplay for a lot of them. Ubisoft, Bethesda, and EA? Yeah. They showed well, pretty more much so it was... Bethesda and Ubisoft showed more gameplay than EA did. Yeah. Yeah. They I still I, I would say that Ubisoft and Bethesda were still pretty guilty <laughs> of showing some trailers with just CG in it. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know, I guess I think that's kind of a problem because if you're like me and you don't want to watch the conference you know the whole point of a trailer I guess is supposed to give you an idea of what the game is like so if it's so like for example the Resident Evil 7 trailer was <laughs> just I mean like I have no idea what people think of that game but it seems to be going at back to basics after six so we'll, we'll see where that goes but I mean it was in first person and they had this weird remix of go tell Aunt Rhody and it was just like a bunch of flashing and stuff and thought, oh, cut down, no, there's a termite walking in a skull. And it's just like, okay, what is the gameplay like? What is the story about? You know, can I get something like that out of this? Well, there is a you know, demo out for it already. For uh, Right, well, I don't even own, I probably don't even own the consoles it's on. Yeah, PS4. I think it's, I think the demo's only for PS4 because it uses the, um... It uses the PSVR, and that's something else we'll get into. But, you know, it's not oh. something that you need to use. It's just something... It's a demo so you can see what the PSVR is like. Or at least that's what I'm getting from it, because I don't have a PS4, so I can't say. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I didn't oh. play it. I didn't have any interest in Resident Evil, so... <laughs> but it's up there, I think. Well, I don't think you can use the VR, because PSVR isn't out yet, so... Well, presumably it will be when the uh, when the game launches. I just mean when, like, with the demo. Too. Like, you can't use the VR with the demo, well, if that was their intention. Well, you can probably go to, like, a Sony store or something like that to try out the demo. Because I remember, because I had to go to the Microsoft store that's in the mall that's um, that's uh, by my house. And they had some kind of VR demonstration inside the store. So I'm pretty sure Sony would do the same thing eventually. Probably, but... yeah. I would hope. I'd want to yeah. try it out just to see I'm what honestly, the VR's I'm... like. I'm honestly not that interested in VR, if I'm being completely honest. I Except for one that. game, but I will. Well, we'll get to that one game. I mean, I, I well, am interested, well, but it's topic. just expensive. Yeah. What what game? Huh? What game? We're already on the topic, so. Oh, uh, well, I mean, this is kind of a Sony's press conference, and Hadox might yell at me for it, but Infinite yell. Warfare actually Heck looks off. pretty okay. And I kind of want that to have VR support because. Um, the, like the first demonstration when they were on like the, the spaceship and it was just going at like Mach 5 or whatever when it was getting out of the other spaceship that was really freaking cool and I was looking at my system like damn you know like I'd play this on VR and then the Infinite Warfare trailer ba uh, banner came up I'm like huh that looks pretty good I'm not See, one of those people where it's like they watch the trailer or um, they watch the gameplay demonstration. It was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this looks really good. And then they see Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Although I take it back, it looks like shit because it's Call of Duty. I don't like Call of Duty, you guys. It's like, guys, if the well, game they looks handled good, that reveal really smart. Like that was yeah. a really smart way to handle that because you know if they if they said it was Infinite Warfare beforehand, people would just write the trailer off. Yep. So. 
even then I don't I think the spaceship battles could be cool but I don't think the uh, the ground combat really intrigued me at all that's what put me off to that trailer yeah I will admit like once when they got like inside the the battleship or whatever it was and the, you know you start seeing the, seeing the running and gunning and shit you know, that's when I was able to pick up, like, oh, this is Call of Duty. But when he got out of the spaceship, and he was, like, grappling on to other people, and he would, like, grab people and, like, punch their space helmet, and then, like, the air would just come out of the helmet, and he would throw them away. I thought that was really cool. And if the game is like that, or if the multiplayer is like that, I'm pretty sure it would be a damn good game. So I'm interested in Infinite Warfare. Plus... The Modern Warfare remaster, which looks really good. Because if you haven't played the first Modern Warfare, it's a damn good game for what it is. So, I, I have reasons to be excited for uh, yep. the Call of Duty game. I mean, I mean, as long as we're talking about VR, um, I did notice, a, you know, just sort of looking over things, that that seemed to be a huge theme this mm -hmm. year, was people talking about VR, Microsoft. Um, we might as well start with consoles, I guess. Uh, Microsoft announced the uh, Xbox One S, so you know, sort of like an Xbox One Slim, yeah. if you will. Um, <laughs> and and I think um, it's actually going to have some. It seemed like it was only going to be three hundred dollars. I saw an ad for it, uh, maybe yeah. for a limited time. But that that's that's actually a good move in my eyes because, like, I mean, part of the reason why I haven't been so eager to jump to the next generation quote-unquote is because the consoles are so expensive and you know from my experience there's nothing I'm interested in playing on them so we, we've dropped from $500 for Xbox one to $300 now I'm a little more intrigued if you will um, they also announced Project Scorpio which seems to be like some sort of hardware revision of the Xbox one mm -hmm. in the vein of the PlayStation 4 Neo which is the what Sony announced? They announced, um, and both of these new, all of these new consoles, are um, supposedly will have 4K video support. So, which is Ultra HD, if you're not familiar with that. Um, and another focus of of bringing this upgraded hardware to people is to bring consoles closer to PC so that they can support VR. You know, yeah. you know, really immersive, responsive. You know, technically solid VR, and I mean, like, I guess one of you said earlier that you just couldn't care less about VR. Mm -hmm. Um, who was that? Me. Me. Oh yeah. Oh well, hey, I guess Adox too, but I don't. I mean, I'm very much in that same boat. Like, I don't think that the Virtual Boy was dispositive at all. It's, I mean, I would, I would be lying if I said that wasn't part of it, but. I just don't see what it would add, because it used to be when stuff like this was announced, and I'd be like, holy shit, this is gonna change everything, and I'm gonna be, it's gonna be great. But I, I'm, I don't know, like, I'm reading about the stuff, and I'm just like, I don't know, is, is it really worth all that money? Because it seems like, I think the Oculus Rift is over a thousand dollars, right? No, 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 no. It's it's like six hundred. It's still a lot, but it's not, it's, okay, nothing well, is crossed over a thousand. It's expensive. It is expensive, but just <laughs> crossing over a thousands. I don't think anything VR related right, has crossed over a thousand. I think the figure I'm remembering was like a thousand for a computer in the Rift itself, oh, like a more computer that, that can power it. No, the computer, yeah, would be. Yo, be more than that. 
It definitely. Right. Point is, With a computer in VR, it'd be like 2000, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, odds are, unless if you're a PC gamer already, you probably don't have the hardware that can run that very well. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, my brother, my brother Eric, he has a gigantic gaming PC that could probably run it, but my little, my little laptop, my desktop, that's a few years old, probably could not. Um, and, I mean, like, first of all, like, I, it feels weird being able to say that we're kind of on the, the crux of VR coming out. Because, like, that seemed like something that was so far off for so long. And now it's finally almost upon us, you know? And from several different competitors, no less. And... But at the same time, it's just not anything I have an interest in playing. I mean, it's it's a, it's a novelty for, you know, it, I won't deny that. It's a novelty, but, like, when I play games, I don't play, you know... Well, when I play games, I play to relax, and I play, you know, to, you know, escape the real world or whatever. Um, you know, so I don't want to have to put on, like, this helmet or the, these glasses or whatever. And, you know, some of them even use motion controls. Like, I don't want to have to put on glasses and have two, like, remotes and move around constantly. I, I just, I want to lay down, and I want to just kick back, relax, have a good TV, or if I'm playing a handheld, just have a decently powered handheld, and just, you know, just get sucked in. You know, I don't want to have to put, I don't want to wear anything on my face if I'm playing a video game, you know what I mean? Which is why well, I also think that 2016. These... <laughs> Which is why also I think the 3D TVs didn't do so well either, because you had to wear the glasses for them too. No one wanted to wear oh. the glasses. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point. I, I mean, just the whole idea that, I mean, like holding a controller seems natural to us, but having to wear something is just like, what? You really expect me to do that? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> I mean, so like, I I haven't I didn't really watch any trailers that really focused on the VR, but I don't know did what did what did you guys pick up from it if you saw anything? There's two that caught my attention, kind of for the wrong reasons. Um, they're, they're doing some kind of Batman Arkham game for VR, and it's like, I thought Arkham Knight was supposed to be the last one, so that's, I find that weird. So maybe it could be like a remake of like Arkham Asylum, but on the VR, which I don't know how they would make that work, but... Well, um, I, the thing you're talking about, I know how it plays, like I haven't played it, but I've, people have said how it, like they've gone to the demo. Was that there was a demo at for E3. the Batman one? Yeah, at E3. Really? And people did it. It's like a first person, like, you're sort of like a detective. It has, like, it's Arkham in name only, really. You, you don't uh, play the Arkham games. Um, but it's like a detective sort of thing. Like, you're a first person, and you look around for, like, you. it's like you're Batman, like, investigating a crime scene, basically. And from what I've heard, it sounds pretty awesome. People that try VR, like, everyone that I've ever heard talk about VR that have tried VR seem to think it's like mind-blowing so yeah. i don't know and most like not to make sweeping generalizations but most of the people that are wary about vr probably haven't tried it which and is that, fair that is, that is true i yeah. have not tried a single vr thing me neither and i'm willing to try it just i don't want to i think vr would do really good in places like arcades 
Because in arcades, like, yeah. you can get away with that kind of stuff. You know, you're out, you're about, you're having a good time, you're energized, you can put on a helmet and do whatever the heck you want. You know, uh, I don't know how arcades are doing currently, but I'm pretty sure like Dave and Buster's or something like that, they can have it there, you know, would be successful. But I just think at home where people try to relax, that's where I see the problems. Like, I don't think it's going to do as good now, as people are making it out to be. When you... So do you get a controller when you play VR, or do you? Is it motion controlled, like Ryan said? Uh, it depends on the, how the game's built, because you can use a controller in a lot of VR games. Okay. To like move around and stuff, but some games are built with the like the Vive, for instance, has these have these two things that are supposed to emulate like you have re like hands in the game. It's hard to explain what that means, but like they're basically two sticks that you hold. And um, it emulates you having a hand and you can grab things. Um, so some games are built with those sticks in mind and you just couldn't do that with a controller. But a lot of game, a lot of games like um, Fallout 4 is being put to VR and so is Doom. I'm sure oh, they would cool. also use a controller because that's the standard right. movement option. And then I'm just, cause like I'm here, when I was hearing about the Arkham VR game, like, they had, I couldn't help but think of, you know, L.A. Noir. You know, that... <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be really cool, too. Well, I'm... Well, I mean, like, what I mean is, is that we don't really need VR to make a yeah. game like that. I know, I know, but like I said, it's more of, like, a novelty kind of thing. You know, yeah. it's like the 3D in the 3DS. Like, nobody uses the 3D anymore, but sometimes, sometimes you just, like, want to slip it on, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I guess with the 3DS, it was still, like, a new console with entirely new architecture to use. Mm -hmm. So, like, we even if, even if you didn't care about the 3D, there was still going to be, you know, you know, technically more impressive games to play as opposed to before. Yeah. With this, it's just you buy a dongle for, a, for an existing hardware architecture and you can play some games on it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I like the, I really do like the idea, like, you know, a VR LA Noir. I think that would be really cool, but I just don't know if I would get one. Because one, it's a lot of money, and secondly, again, it just seems kind of inconvenient. The, the idea is really cool, but I just, I don't see myself getting it yet. I would not compare this to 3D, honestly, because I look at VR as pretty much a new degree of camera control. Because if you, you can move your head any which way you want. You can even turn around in some games. And you you don't even have to use... Like, it's a reliable camera, because wherever your head is, that's where you're looking. And a lot of... Like, right now, it doesn't seem as impressive, because there aren't a lot of games built with VR in mind. You can't... I wouldn't true. say that you can build a game with 3D... Like, revolving around 3D. Have, has there been a game built... That revolves around like stereoscopic 3D as a, a concept. Um, I think there was one for the 3DS called Crush 3D. Did I it think... work? <laughs> I don't know. Because I, I just, just heard, can't I fathom just how that would work, but I can fathom how you would build a game in VR with the extra degree of camera control and with the the like the added degree of like the weird sticks they use in the the Vive. So I can see like a new type of game coming out from VR that you couldn't have with a, just a normal controller and a screen. Yeah, yeah, I, I I get that. But like I said, also before, you know, I could I could see these kind of games doing really well in arcades because that's 
that, you know, that's kind of why you go, you know, because you want to go play those like weird out there kind of games or, you know, because again, you're going to be out, you're going to be energized, you're, gonna ha- you're having a good time. You know, you would wear something like that because it's, it, it'd be fun. I yeah, also you don't have to as... drop like $800 on a <laughs> And you a don't have to drop $800. I think that's the real barrier cool. to entry right now is that they're so fucking expensive. Yeah. And I would try one if they weren't so expensive, honestly. Although I don't think I can fault the price because it like it's sort of yeah. like when 4K TVs went on the market because they've been on the market for a long time, but they used to be like goddamn expensive, like unrealistically expensive. But that's just sort of how VR is right now. And if it ever becomes like a mainstream thing, I don't really know if it will or not. I'm sort of hopeful it will because it looks pretty interesting and I want to try it. But eventually, it'll, the the idea is that it'll get cheaper because that's how new technology is in across all industries. Yeah. It's called an economy of scale. Yes. But right now, it's just it's too fucking expensive for me to care about right now. Uh, so do we have anything else to say about VR, or, or should we move on to the actual games that were announced? There was a VR, VR porn booth at Nice. E3. No, Did that's have... a use of VR I can get down with. I know. <laughs> they have the hot anime waifus. I meant, and right. bondos. Yeah. Isn't that a weird thing, though, having, like, a porn booth at E3? <laughs> like, well, I mean, watching like other a... dudes get erections. You know, as weird as it is to say, a lot of the time, porn will drive new industries. <laughs> Yeah. Technology. It is called electronic entertainment, and entertainment can have a number of meanings. <laughs> yep. That's true. I just thought it was kind of weird considering, like, I watched some footage of people watching porn in VR, <laughs> and <clears throat> I was like, it must be weird for the employees to watch people getting off to VR <laughs> in, like, a public place. <laughs> they don't pay me enough for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like how awkward that would that be? You're just watching this grown ass man, and he's got uh, goggles on, and he's just jerking it off. In E3. I don't think you would be jerking it off in E3. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that'd be indecent exposure, but yeah. you know that. I guess I would also explain because I'm I do remember seeing signs around, um, like outside of the E3 building, saying that absolutely no one. Um, that is eight. That is younger than 18 will be permitted to enter the building. So that's probably why. Because mm. you have to be mm. 18 to watch that kind of stuff. But still, oh yeah, you, you have to well, be 18 uh, and older to watch nominal. porn. <laughs> wink, wink. Definitely. Yeah. Um, At least that's what the websites say. I mean, I guess the other thing to talk about then is, you know, like, as Dan just said, 4K, um, Ultra HD... I mean, I didn't even know you could get TVs for it already. I Me guess neither. I'm just that out of the loop. You can. It's still I pretty mean, expensive, but not nearly as expensive as it used to be. When did they start coming out? Oh, I couldn't, like, several years ago. I I need to look this up when they started coming out, but it was, it was like a lot longer than you think. 2014? I think even before then. Really? Really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, like, whenever I would talk to people about 4K, whenever it came up, it was just always about how it wasn't quite feasible for consoles at this time. Because well, of how hardware intensive it is. I think the 4K thing that they're touting is a bit misleading. Because I'm sure that the console can display some things in 4K, but the game itself will 
most cases it will probably not be running at 4K mm -hmm. because that that's even that's hard to do on fucking PC sometimes. And I highly doubt that the games on these next generation quote unquote consoles upgrades are going to run <coughs> like Bless the you. games themselves are going to run at 4K. They'll probably like upscale it or something. Mm, well, in that case, it's I mean, it's like it's the same principle as like um, like for example, when I record something in like 480p, like like I'm recording a game from like a GameCube or something, and it's in it has progressive scan support. I record it in 480p, and then I plug it into my 720p videos and just stretch it out until it's big enough to fit in my border. That's the same principle. I mean, it doesn't really make the video look any better because if if your screen is already 4k and you're plugging a 1080p game into it it's already going to stretch it out to fill up that entire space anyway so like all of, so what's the point yeah but i i think they're just using that as a marketing point it's that oh we can we can are the game's 4k and i don't think people actually realize what that means i still don't know what it means it I mean, like, I can look up, like, the exact screen ratio, because it's actually a film ratio to begin with. Like, in film, you don't... Like, in, in games, you use the dimension on the side of the screen to show how big it is. Like, 720 is... It's actually 1280 by 720. But in the film industry, you use, you know, sort of the, uh, the width as the dimension you refer to. Hmm. And that's what 4K is, and it looks like the exact... Uh, where is... Um, I mean, like, up and down, it's approximately 4,000 pixels, and then from left to right, it's... High-quality pixels! Like... Okay, so, um, <laughs> Ultra HD is... It has a resolution of 3,840 3, by 2,160, which is huge. You know, lots of, lots of pixels, like... And I believe most most of the films you go out and see in theaters nowadays <laughs> the are in 4K. Highest quality pixels. Yeah. Well, <laughs> kind of. You guys, you guys understand what I mean. Well, I, and, that was a jab at the Microsoft conference because there was a point when they were unveiling the Project Scorpio, and there was a guy, and he said, "We have the highest quality pixels," and it was the, it was, was the best for, line. Yeah. yeah. We got six teraflops. What, what's a teraflop? teraflops? I don't know, but we got it. <laughs> <laughs> We got the dang old technology up in here. Might as well have said that. Yeah. But, I mean, like, so, like, if you go out to the, into the theaters and see, like, Finding Dory, that will be in 4K. Okay. Because, like, everything is digital now. We don't have old-fashioned film projectors anymore. Um, that's, I read about that yesterday. Apparently, we, we started making that transition back in 2005, and the, uh, the projectors could support 2K and 4K. I think 2K is closer to 1080p. Um, but yeah, so so I mean, so I guess what what you were saying earlier, Dan, is that the 4K is really meant for like streaming services or watching movies. Or yeah, I would imagine videos because 4K. even on PC nowadays, with uh, with like the highest quality, like top tier PCs they have trouble running 4K games, at least at a respectable frame rate, so I have no fucking idea how a, a console... Because a console's not going to surpass the current PC specs, it's just not going to be possible unless... Because PCs are... 
goddamn expensive right now if you want all of the the highest hard like quality hardware and a console is not going to be that expensive unless it is somehow which would be very interesting to see i mean like usually you sell it at a loss and then make that money back through license no but i'm talking about like over two thousand dollars and yeah, I can't see the console market happen. going that way. So they're they're not gonna get their they're not gonna get games to run natively at 4K. They, they'll probably be allow though, like with Netflix, they'll probably some shows are 4K. Like um, I think House of Cards is. Uh, so like you could probably watch House of Cards natively at 4K. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess the point. I mean, like again. Feel like I'm a broken record in this particular podcast, but it's just, I mean, 4K. Like if you're going to the movie theaters and you're watching a 4K picture, I mean, of course it looks really nice, but it's just like I can, if you were to put them side by side, I could probably wouldn't notice a noticeable upgrade over 1080p. Yep. I don't think it's much of a selling point for me personally. It's not for me either. With, with 720p, I mean, like, I feel like that was kind of the point of diminishing returns. Like, once we got that, that's 720p is the lowest resolution considered HD. And, I mean, like, once you get to that point, it looks nice on a small screen. It looks nice on a large screen. I mean, 1080p looks better. But, I mean, like, to me, it's, it's like the jump from 480p to 720p is bigger than the one from 720p to 1080p. So I can't imagine, you know, like, I don't have a 4K TV, at least I don't think I do. Actually, my parents have one in the living room, Hmm. but I've never watched any 4K content on it. Usually it's like 1080i being broadcasted through, like, DirecTV or whatever, being stretched to fill that space. But I've not, you know, actually seen 4K, natively 4K content on it. So I can't, I wouldn't be able to tell you, like, how good it is, but, I don't know, I mean, like, it it doesn't seem, like, I guess I'm with Dan on this one, doesn't seem like much of a selling point to me. Especially if the games won't actually, you know, be in 4K, that would be different. Yeah, my main worry, and I know they're gonna do this, is that developers are gonna, they're gonna be like, oh, we have more horsepower to work with, so they're gonna make the games look prettier. And then it's gonna run at like 30 FPS and be, and maybe even lower sometimes because they just, they want games to look pretty and nobody seems to notice that like when a game is running at 30 and dips a little bit. They notice when when frame rates are inconsistent, but when they aren't, it's harder to notice. But mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't care about that. I care about my games running smoothly. <laughs> so I'd rather have like a game at like 720 that runs at 60 rather than a game that's like an old oh, godly 4k but runs shitty and i feel yeah. like that's the direction the games are going to go on the scorpio that being said we really don't know a whole lot about the scorpio so mm-hmm. it's just a nice unveiling and it kind of it kind of makes me worry though because they keep saying they keep using the line for the scorpio nobody gets left behind blah 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 yeah that's what they said about the wii and that's what they said about the ds and, you know, that's that's not the case. Well, Nintendo said that anyways. Microsoft, you know, maybe they'll mean it. But at the same time, I'm very skeptical because, like, the way how they unveiled it, it kind of seemed like as if it was going to be a new, new console. 
like like something like the Xbox One surpasser, even though they're insisting that it's not. You know, kind of like how they said that the NX. Oh, we swear the NX isn't going to replace the Wii U, but we know it is. So that that yeah. has me worried because I've only had this thing for not even a year, and I don't want it to be you know worthless. Or not not yeah. worthless, but you know I, I still because like the Xbox 360 went for what ten years, nine years around that ballpark. Yeah, I think it, so. It was a long generation. Time, that generation felt like it went on for the longest time. I think yeah. it actually is the longest console generation. That's probably why. Yeah. And that's, that's, I don't want that might do be that. why people like think, oh, why are we getting a new console so soon? And it actually, it's a bit, it's a bit short for a console generation, but usually they last around like five or six years. And this it has hasn't been, even been five years. It's been three. The Xbox One and PS4 launched in 2003. It's already 2016. It's only been three years. Wait, what? 2003? 2013. He oh, 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 wait, did okay. I say 2003? I'm sorry. I was slightly confused, but it is get well. I mean, by the time that the Scorpio comes out next year, yeah, it'll have been like four years, and that's like a year shorter maybe than a normal console generation. But that usually runs like the gambit of how long a console generation is, because people are like, "Oh, but we just got the 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 Xbox One and the PS4," even though we're we're pretty well into their life cycle. I think it's just because we just came off of a gigantic console generation that people feel like it's we just got them. Yeah, that, that, that is a good point. I, I just kind of felt like as if last generation kind of set a standard. You know, it was like, oh, we can make our console I, last this the long. The problem, though, with but... that is that the consoles, even when they were released, they were, were already underperforming. Yeah. And that's not that wasn't necessarily the case last generation. Like, they had a pretty long life cycle. Because the tech was new enough, and it lasted for that long for a reason. But they were already the PS4 and Xbox One were already underpowered at their release, and the, Microsoft and Sony are in a weird position. I guess Nintendo too, but they don't seem to care sh like shit about their specs. But Microsoft and Sony are in a strange position where they need to sort of keep upping their hardware, and it sort of seems like consoles are going the way of PC right now. Which is kind of counterintuitive because consoles yeah. were always meant to be the alternative. So it's just a weird, weird time right now. Mm -hmm. So should we start talking about the games that were actually announced? Yes, or? sure. Um, okay. so why don't we, we have Why don't we have Hadox start us off with games I'm excited about? Yeah, like um, what what got announced that you know so, rustled your jimmies? Huh? <laughs> Never mind, just. <laughs> Um, I guess the number one game I'm excited for is Breath of the Wild. Oh, so we're hitting right Zelda first? Yeah, we're gonna hit Zelda first. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, whoa. I didn't mean it like that. Mmm. Um, I, I've watched the trailer like six times now. I'm really excited to see more of it. I watched all the treehouse footage. Um... It just looks like a lot of fun. It's my type of game to explore the world, do whatever you want, and just find secrets and go at your own pace in the story. Yeah. It feels so refreshing. Like Yeah. That too. It, it's not like... I feel like... Because I like Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword enough. 
<gasps> How dare you? Um, well, I don't think Skyward Sword's a masterpiece, but you know, I, I like it well enough. But I felt like by the time Skyward Sword was out, even with the the motion controls in there, I, I felt that um, it was getting a bit like traditional. I felt like they were yeah. doing the same kind of beats. And I was like, I, I could use sort of a, a game changer. And this, Alone Between Worlds, like, was sort of a stepping stone. And then this is just like, I feel refreshed. It feels new. Even though it, it's it's much more like they're emulating the original Legend of Zelda. Yeah. I, a lot of people are saying like, oh, it's like Skyrim. And I'm like, well, certainly they're adopting modern open world, like, design philosophy. But a lot of games like Skyrim borrowed probably from the original Legend of Zelda in the first place. There's, there's, okay, so I will come out and say that, yes, I, I'm very excited for Breath of the Wild. And I was, honestly, I was expecting to be, I, I was expecting the, the reveal to be very underwhelming. So I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm, I'm ridiculously excited for this game. Yeah. But, you know, I, you know, I saw the trailer, I saw the first trailer and it was great. And, uh, I, I saw the uh, Wolf Link thing where you can actually have Wolf Link on your side. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. But the more I saw of like the trailers and the treehouse stuff, especially the treehouse stuff and like other people playing the game, I got like, I got, I got three, I got three flags. I got to point out. Firstly, the combat seems kind of sluggish, I guess. Like I noticed that whenever Link would swing a sword or whenever they were using a sword rather, he kind of made like the Skyward Sword animations, where it's like he would extend his arm as far right as he could, and then swing it as far left as he it could. Kind of reminded me of Hyrule Warriors. The combat? Like that animation. Actually, it sort of reminded me of how the animations worked in Skyward Sword a little bit. Yeah, that's what like I'm how, saying. Like how how Link will like make a full forward arc. Yeah, but it just it, it, it snappy. Seemed... I think is what it is. Like I, I have, I saw the trailer, and I think there's a part where he cuts down a tree. Yeah. And then, like, I'm watching that. And I'm just like, does this game have motion controls? And the it reason why like I felt that, it, the reason it feels like that is because the animations are are kind of the same as they were in Skyward Sword. Like, if you look at him swinging that axe into that tree, it looks exactly like the sword swinging in Skyward Sword. Yeah. You know, also, that... the the climbing animation. <laughs> The climbing animations. It, okay, they need to work on that because yeah. it, it just. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that climbing animation. I think it's just too. He looks like he's climbing. It looks like he's supposed to be climbing faster than he is. I don't know. It there's something like about it. It looks like as if he's crawling on the floor, but the floor is like upwards. Yeah. It looks really weird. I mean, it's really cool that you can climb, but they should just they should tune up the animation. Uh, but yeah, the combat just seemed a bit too sluggish for my taste. Um, the second thing that bothered me was that, you know, they said that there's going to be over a hundred, there's going to be about a hundred of these mini dungeons that, you know, will have like extra goodies and stuff like that. It's like, wow, that's so great. But, you know, I only saw two to be fair, but the two that I saw had a very similar aesthetic where it's like, it's this dark cave and there's like blue lights and everything like that. I'm like, I hope not all of them look like that or, you know, I hope they're not like that kind of aesthetic where you're in like this weird cave and there's blue lights or a green light or whatever. I just, I want them to be, I understand it's asking a lot, but give me a bit of diversity with the, uh, the mini dungeons. Cause from what I've saw, I was not that impressed. If well, I'm being I mean, completely didn't, honest. 
Wasn't all the footage available for, like, one sort of, like, quadrant of the world map? Yeah. So maybe, like, maybe they'll have, like, sort of a theme for each, for mini dungeons based on maybe. the quadrant you're in? That'd be really maybe. cool. That would be cool. And that, would, I, that, I think, would make it... I think that would make it better. But, like, I, it, it's too early for me to say because there's, there's hundreds of them. I only saw two. You know, so I can't really say it's just I'm giving out my concerns. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it as I see it. And the third thing is the biggest problem that I've had. From what I've seen of the treehouse footage and people just playing the game, it got kind of boring after a while because they were everyone was doing the same thing. They were just running around this overworld. And, you know, I, I would imagine there would be more stuff to do rather than just run around. I have heard that there's going to be actual towns and NPCs and side quests and stuff like that. So that is comforting to hear. But again, from what I saw at the at these E3 presentations or the E3 gameplay reveals or whatever, it's just people running around, killing monsters, taking food, cutting down trees. It's like, okay, I don't like that. I need a bit. I, I want. I wanted to see a bit more, which feels well, weird to say for Zelda, but. Well, they're no. not gonna show off the story in the demo, because Definitely. they didn't want to spoil anything. So I think that you would probably play the game more like uh you would take a more linear approach to this game i imagine most likely i mean so i like i, think, I like the story in zelda game so yeah i think that's you can still do that but they just showed off the overworld so mm -hmm. not as to not uh expose the plot right I hear that there are supposed to be towns in the Great Plateau, which is you know the primary location that they that they showed off, but they, they took them out yes. of the demo, so they don't reveal any of the plot. And you know that's fine. You know already that 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 gives me a bit of solace because again I like playing Zelda games for the story. I like the characters, the NPCs, the side quests. That's why that's one of the reasons why I play Zelda games. I don't play just. I don't play. If I wanted to play an open world game, I would play Skyrim. We can talk about that one later down the road. You know, but. You know, I play Zelda for different reasons than, I guess, what most people play Zelda for nowadays. Because mm. cause I like I like the story in Skyward Sword. I like Skyward Sword as a whole. Uh, you know, I know. I, I, has, I liked the characters problems. in Skyward Sword. Yes. It, it I has did problems. Too. I didn't like, like the story. Like I didn't Sonic like the Adventure narrative. I liked it's the like, characters, though. The game is yes. like Sonic... The, the story in, in Skyward Sword is like the story in Sonic Adventure 2, where it is flawed as all hell, but I can't help but find it entertaining. That's just me. And there's a lot of but memorable moments in emotional moments. I guess moments, the difference so. for me there, because, like, I, I do see what you mean, but with, with Sonic Adventure 2, it's so self-aware about how silly it is. With Skyward Sword, it's trying to... It takes itself much more seriously. And Definitely. it's Definitely. it feels like it's telling you this grand epic of a tale, but there's so many plot holes in it that it's just, like, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. I would agree uh with you, Exo. I liked mm -hmm. the characters, how fleshed out Zelda, Link, and Groose were, but aside yeah, from that... Yeah, that was great. That stuff was great. Uh, but aside from that, the narrative is not really compelling, and it's too contrived, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just wonder what really kind of is, is story it... route they'd go with Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It seems like they've done they're... in the past. It seems like it's kind of like an Avatar The Last Airbender approach to the story, where Link's oh, asleep. Town hopping. Huh? Because, like, that's basically what... I mean, like, if you watch The Last Airbender, 
it's like every episode is basically Sokka, Katara, and Aang, and Toph, if you're watching the second season, come across some weird person in some weird town. They had they do a thing, they save the day, and then they move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. It's and the like, sort of formula. And, asleep for a long time, the world gets fucked up. Like in Avatar, and then he has to save the day. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening. Kind of makes me wonder though if Link is going to be some kind of like machine or something. Machine? Or like something like that, because that's that's kind of like the vibe that I got. Because I kind of feel like as if there would be other Links that he just doesn't know about, like Uh, in in like cryo tubes or something like that. Like like Oblivion. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, yes. You guys ever seen that? Tom Cruise movie called yeah, Oblivion. Yeah, I saw Oblivion. I have not. Where it turns out that there's multiple Tom Cruises running around the planet. Yeah, that movie was, was kind of trippy other. near the end, but I like that movie. Yeah. I remember. I know what reference you're talking about, though. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that's kind of. I, I, I that's the vibe that I got, where it's like, oh, this is just one link, and I kind of thought, oh, well, maybe there's others. I just I don't know if don't they'll know go about. in that direction. I don't think it's, they would. Seems a bit weird. I don't think they would either, but. It's just like I said. It's just something that came up to my. Mind. It's something that I just I thought about. And I don't know. They're changing up a lot, so they they could make the story pretty, like it feel new, yeah. and interesting. One thing that I do like about Zelda U is that, or I keep, I keep Zelda U. It's Breath of the Wild. It feels weird that we finally have a title for the damn thing, but um, you know, one of the things that really got me excited for it was that you have. You have gear now. Like you can actually change, you know, your clothes and have and your armor and actually have stats. You can be naked. It... Yeah, you can be Hell naked. Yeah. You can you can go to the final boss buck ass naked. Hell uh, yeah! Who wouldn't want to do that? I mean, you die. But who wouldn't want to do that? I think you actually can. Maybe I don't know. Well, the, they said that you can go to the final boss once you oh. exit the beginning area. Yeah. Really? If you know how to get there, you can just go straight there. Whoa. So that's pretty exciting. Well, I mean, I'm I'm presuming it's a situation where, like, if you don't have the right equipment, you're gonna get your ass kicked. Yeah, but yeah. The, you can still go enter, but like, you'll probably die. <laughs> and if you're really, 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 really good at the game, you might be able to beat it right then and there. The one which is really cool. The one issue I have with Breath of the Wild is that, from what I've seen, the gameplay doesn't look too challenging. Oh, yeah. man, have you played Skyward Sword and yes. Twilight Princess and Wind Waker? I know that's not too challenging, but I would uh, I would like the gameplay to be a bit more difficult and thus more engaging. I wouldn't mind either way, but it would be nice to be a bit more difficult. Yeah. I mean, my guess is, like, when Skyward Sword came out, it had a hero mode that you could play. Yeah. So maybe See, that'd be a nice compromise. Yeah. yeah, pretty, I'd like, like all the Zelda games up at that, up till that arm. All the Zelda games from Skyward Sword and Ocarina of Time onward have had a hero mode, so I see no reason why this one wouldn't have one. But even then, I think having harder enemies would be appreciated and nice. And also, another thing you got to take away from it is that this is the first area of the game. Yeah. So. That is true. Yeah. I guess, um, from what I've heard from Bradley, too, he did get his ass kicked a couple times from the enemies. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that's kind of reassuring. Now the uh, the motion controls are completely gone, right? Mm-hmm. We don't, I well, think so. It, yeah, I, 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 they were playing with the gamepad solely, so 
there's probably gyro stuff in there, but the sword play is yeah. back well, to is, normal. There there's gyro stuff with that. aiming the bow and all that yeah. jazz. Which I'm glad about that, sight. because that stuff always felt good to me, but... Hey, as long as it's optional, I got no complaints. It is optional. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I know, I read about that much, but it's just, I don't know, I'm still kind of disappointed that, you know, the amazing sword play that they built up for Skyward Sword is just chucked out the window for this game. Well, maybe they'll add it later on. I honestly, I don't know, but I, I could see it coming back because, again, like, the combat looks like as if you can play with motion controls. So if they don't have it, I will be genuinely surprised. It would be nice to have the option to, to use motion controls with the sword. I just don't think they should build the game around it again. Mm. Because, yeah. it, for me, like, I like Skyward Sword, but sometimes it sort of just felt like combat was... Oh, weird like because the enemy how the enemy is blocked in certain directions and it was like i feel like i'm i'm just like pointing my wiimote in a direction like the combat felt very strange to me because of that like it was still fun like a fun game at points i just i'm kind of okay with them making enemies behave normally but it would be nice to have the option to use yeah. motion controls yeah. with the sword i i won't lose sleep over it if it's not well i mean I mean, the, I guess I, I just saw the combat in the sword playing Skyward Sword as an evolution on Zelda combat over yeah. everything we had before, and just to see them turn on a dime and say, "Yeah, we're not ha we're not using this again." I know because I even remember when the game came out, you know, Skyward Sword. They were talking about how like, "Yeah, it would be a shame to waste this. This is coming back." Yeah, I oh, that. actually, no, it's not coming back. So. I don't know. I would, I would, I would love to see it come back, but I'm not gonna, it's, it's not like a deal breaker for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just like how they're making Breath of the Wild more like an RPG. Again, like how there's like, you know, you can upgrade your weapons and, you know, your weapons and gear and all that kind of stuff. They have actual stats. I like that. I like that a lot, and you can actually very like weird to see that for play. Zelda. Like it's, it is, it's very mean, like, surreal. Well, they, they they experimented with it with uh, Skyward Sword and uh, Link Between mm. Worlds to an extent, you know. So it doesn't feel that weird to me. The gear does. The gear definitely does because you know we don't see Link wearing his iconic tunic anymore. You know now we see him like bogus naked or you know dressed like just down with with so much gear like armor and stuff. So it's it is cool to I will admit it's really cool to see, albeit weird. And I'm excited to see what other gear is in the game because that's that's one of the reasons why I like you know like Dragon Age and Skyrim and stuff or Oblivion rather. You know I like equipping the the different gears and you know getting my own look. I think it's cool. Yep. All right. Uh, one game I would like to talk about unless we don't unless we're done with Breath of the Wild. Yeah, we're that's pretty much it. What was that? I'm pretty much done with my discussion. I'm excited for it, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, it looks very refreshing. I really want it. Yeah, same. I want it too. It's gonna be a bitch uh, I to think... review, though, because there's so much content yep. in it. Yeah, I would imagine that'd be pretty hard. I kind of want to do a Let's Play of it when it comes out, but mm. I have to actually do a Let's Play channel, but... Copyright strike. I don't care. <laughs> I don't monetize my videos. Yeah, but that's not going to stop him. It's not going to stop me. Ooh. Come at me, Nintendo. Feisty. Feisty. <laughs> uh, I would say the most underrated 
game at E3 since we're on Nintendo would be Mario Skylanders. Party Star Rush. <laughs> oh, fuck off. No. <laughs> <laughs> they took the artwork okay. from a freaking... <laughs> From a SpaghettiOs can. I have a huge put problem a with dice that game. on it. I hate it. So, can I ask a question? Why why are Toads so popular with Nintendo right now? Oh my gosh. They look like dicks. Why do they love Toads so much? Like Toads are pretty iconic. Like they made a cool-looking character, but like you know, they're not that cool. No, they're, they're not cool-looking characters. They're no, no. Like I, what I'm saying is that like Mario, like iconic is a word, a better word, cool. Oh, okay. Like they made them, and they're their own characters, and they're they're pretty unique by that standard. There's a fucking walking, talking mushroom, but like they're not that cool. <laughs> like I don't know why they're so fixated on them nowadays. Um, mm -hmm. But I was watching the trailer, and it does seem like because like the problem everyone had with not Mario Party Nine and Ten was that you were in the car the whole time. Yep, right? they don't have the car, which is it looks very good that you don't have the car anymore, but. Because one other thing that looked interesting to me was that you don't have to wait for people. Because like my big, the biggest thing about Mario Party that's always kind of bugged me, and I never really realized that it could be any different until I saw this trailer, is that you always have to wait for everybody else to do a bunch of stupid shit. And like, and if it's like a, it's different if you're like playing multiplayer, but if you're like playing with the CPU and you have to fucking wait for CPU Donkey Kong to walk all around the map and interact with the shop. And do all this other shit. It's just like I don't care. Can I move again? And it makes the matches drag on for so. Because like I remember playing Mario Party DS back in the day. I was on the giant. I think I was in Bowser's Castle. Like there were only five maps. And it's just like it takes like an hour and a half to finish a match. You know, like finish a board. And part of that's because you have to wait for your for the CPUs to slowly go around the map. So. You would the fact that, that you can move independently, I think, is a nice evolution. You would think that for a handheld uh, Mario Party, they would streamline it to make it quick and accessible. But you know, from what I hear, with Mario, with, with all the handheld Mario Party games, they don't do that. Yeah. I, Wait, I what do you that, mean they don't make it quick? Like what? Like what Michael was just saying? How? You know, it I, takes up to like 30 minutes. I mean, I guess if you're playing with friends, it doesn't take, it won't be that bad. But if you're playing with CPUs, I would disagree. Well, I mean, I would argue that if you're playing against, if you're not playing in multiplayer in Mario Party, I don't know. You're like, you're doing it wrong. Oh, well, I don't want to say that you're playing a game wrong because that sounds really <laughs> arrogant, but like, yeah. I don't think, I don't know, that's not what the game was built for. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. In Island Tour, I was playing the other day with my friend, and. I, I found, what I found was okay, it was that when I was playing with him and two other CPUs, those CPUs move fairly quickly. They didn't drag out the pace of the game. Okay. Alright, well, I haven't played that one. The last one I played, I think, was Mario Party DS. The and only one I played was... Three? Which one was the one with the cowboy hats? I think that was two. Oh. That was the only one I ever played. Well, extensively, rather. I played I played some of the other ones on the GameCube, and I played one of them on the Wii. They just didn't do it for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like you played one, you played them all. Yeah. So. I would still stay they're pretty fun, though. I don't know, yeah, if they, I mean, I don't know like, why they have to keep making them, though, because they, yeah. I feel like they have a gigantic, like, 
pool to choose from. There are enough fun Mario Party games to play with your friends. Just dig out like one through uh, seven. Eight. Oh. Yeah, eight. Well, Eight's eight. pretty good. Yeah, I like eight, but... Nine is where the fun stops. <laughs> yep. Aside from yeah. Mario Party, I guess we can just devote this section to Nintendo. Like Why this. not? Yeah. Um, Speaking of things that should die, uh, Color Splash, eh? Ah, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> I hate Color Splash with an undying passion. I mean, I don't know what the, what else there is. I just wanted to bring that up as a joke. They didn't. I don't know if they showed off too much more to talk about they that did. we haven't already talked about. There was a trailer and I think some gameplay from the Treehouse. It's yeah. I'll it's be honest though, the trailer didn't. The trailer make made the game look decent, but if it's anything like Sticker Star, I just I want to pass on it. I would agree with that as well. It's definitely like Sticker Star with the thing, uh, stickers. Now, I will say, I mean, it, the fact, it, it seems like you'll just be able to pick up things and equip them to a slot this time. So, and that in itself is a huge improvement. Because, like, my, my biggest problem with the things is that you never knew what you were supposed to use. And you couldn't just use them directly. You had to turn them into a giant sticker that took up almost all of your, a page in your book. It was just a big fat pain in the ass. So the fact that you can just equip them, good move. I'll give them credit for that. I think the big thing to take away from Paper Mario, just in general, because like, Paper Mario did have a, have a presence this year. Um, the big thing to take away is that they said that if people were vocal about it, they wouldn't remake a thousand year door or they'll remaster a thousand year door. Yeah, but we so. have been vocal about it. That's the thing. I don't yeah, know. Okay. Have, have, have you seen listening. the interview like that was done? I don't remember who did the interview. <laughs> Game explained. I think I know what you're talking about, Dan. <laughs> Were they <sighs> They said was... that Paper Mario isn't an RPG series anymore and they said that Yeah, that oh, Mario we're not gonna Luigi make Mario. Are an RPG. Yeah, Mario Luigi's like the RPG and Paper Mario's Now here's be... the problem with that. <laughs> is Mario Paper Mario came before Mario and Luigi. Yeah, which seems so. So if like... they thought having two RPG Mario series was a problem, they why did they make Mario a second one? Yeah. Yeah. But then I, I guess people would argue that Mario and Luigi feels more like a successor to Mario RPG on the Super Nintendo. I don't know if that has any. I don't know if that means anything. But did Mario I, and Luigi sell better than Paper Mario? I don't know about that. That's why I, I would see why they're doing what they're doing. But I think the Thousand Year Door was one of the best-selling games on the GameCube, and if that's the case, I don't know why they're taking such drastic measures to isolate that fan base that loves. Well, I don't Paper know why. Mario. Why? Because I don't know. Wasn't was Miyamoto the one? Like I don't. I want to ask this so I don't like unfairly credit Miyamoto, but I'm pretty sure he was the one that said like around the time that Sticker Star was being conceived, he was probably like change it up because they don't want the same game over again. Was he the one yeah. who said that? Oh, yeah. but not for New Super Mario Brothers. He, oh, but keep, also keep not for Mario and Luigi. Year. The other yeah. one, that can be the exact same, and there's there's definitely no problem with that, right? Mm -hmm. I just don't get it. Did any of you play Paper Jam? Yes. No. What did no. you think of Paper Jam? I mean, like, I came in... Like, I got it because it's a Mario game, and I love... I like Mario RPGs. And, like, at first, I wasn't too keen on it, but the longer I played it, the more it grew on me. Mm -hmm. And 
I mean, because, like, at this point, it is, like, the fifth game. And it could... Because, like, for all the shit people give Dream Team, I thought it was a very fresh, creative game for the series. I heard Dream tried... Team was good. I yeah, so did I. I've, I've only heard people complain about it. I've, that, it's good. I've only I've heard only people heard... complain about a, a select few things, but only, usually I've heard people say it's good. Yeah, the only game that I've heard that people straight up dislike was Partners in Time. Which I don't fucking well, understand why people don't like Partners in Time, by yeah. the way. I really the only like problem Partners with it is that it's hard. Uh, it's not. Really I don't issue. think it's really that hard. Have you played the final boss? I have. It's not that bad. It took me like a fucking hour. Wait till you get to the I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I didn't Mr. have any Sonic issues two. with it. Oh, I mean, like, Partners in Time, the final boss, is much harder than the Death Egg Robot. The Death Egg Robots is one of those cases where you just have to know what to do, and once you do, it's easy. But it's not in intuitive what you're supposed to do. With Elder Princess Shroob, it's just she has such a beefy health bar, and she does so much damage on you, that, like, you have to constantly keep using your one-up mushrooms to keep yourself alive, and just keep pelting her with bros attacks until she dies, feels like dying, and it takes forever. And I'm one of those people that hates grinding, so there's no way I was going to spend an hour grinding just to beat one boss, you know? Mm. So... I don't know. I never had Otherwise, trouble, I liked it. So. I... Back on the, on the remaster, though... Again, this is kind of like two different beasts, because we have... On the one hand, we have the Zelda franchise, where, you know, they actually take feedback to heart. And on the other hand, we have, you know, a Mario spinoff where they don't really seem to do that nowadays. You know, people were demanding a Majora's Mask remake ever since Ocarina of Time 3D came out. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe we'll make it. Maybe we'll make it. And lo and behold, we got it. So maybe they could do the same thing with a thousand year door. Maybe if enough people are vocal about like if if Color Splash comes out and it's bad, like it is a bad game and people are vocal about their distaste for the game, maybe, maybe we can see a remaster. Well, I don't know, because even if we do, this is, let's, we can even link this to Crash, because Crash also got an announcement at E3, mm -hmm. but if all we got was the Thousand Year Door remaster, it would be a, a step in the right direction, maybe, f away from the Sticker Star formula. But it wouldn't necessarily be what we've all wanted, which is a new Paper Mario game. Right. Bridging into Crash, which also got announced remasters, which that, I don't know what that's supposed to entail, but we didn't get a new game. So I don't know, is that is that going to appease everyone? I would say, for me, I would say yes. Because I would love it, I would play it, yeah, but it just seems like I mean, that's something they're saying understand. to appease people. Well, hang on. Look at it this way. So, uh, if we're talking about Crash, Activision is giving us options. We can either support Crash in Skylanders, or we can support Crash with the remakes. Okay? And that gives us the ability to vote with our wallets. If people don't like Skylanders, and if what Haydock says is true, and that, you know, the sales of Skylanders have been diminishing, you know, we can... We can we can slay the beast, if you will, and we can bring back Crash if we really wanted to. We can buy all the remakes of Crash, and we don't even have to look at Skylanders. We have a choice, and we have an opportunity, you know, to speak with our wallets, to tell them directly what it is we want. Now, the quality of the remakes, I can't say, nobody can say, because there's yeah. nothing out yet. 
You know, yep. I know he. I, I heard that the people remaking or the people who are doing the remakes are going are the same people who do Skylanders. Um, but I oh hear God. they have. I, but I hear <laughs> they have other games underneath their belt. I don't remember what it, what they were. Um, oh shit! Now it's going to start bugging me. I think they did games on the original PlayStation or something like that. But you know, again, we have a choice and we need to take advantage of that. And I think I think mm. it's the same. I think the same thing can be applied with Paper Mario. You know, if you know if. If we don't like Color Splash, we can tell them we don't like it, so we're not going to buy it. But if you we remake them, we Mario didn't the like Thousand Sticker Year Star, Door, and they didn't listen. Yeah, but people bought Sticker Star, though. Yeah, I, I understand well that. I don't know how so well it sold. So what I'm trying to say and, is that it's not really about what we think, it's about what we pay for, which I think is what you're getting at. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, we, we, have, a we have a chance for both Crash and Paper Mario. Well, maybe not so much with Paper Mario right now. But maybe in the future we will to vote with our wallets, and that is the most effective way of making. A well, we still can case. vote with our wallets if we don't buy Color Splash. That is true, but I'm saying if they present, if they gave us both Color Splash and a Thousand Year Door remake, we can just buy the remake and not even look at Color Splash. You know, and that would mm. that would give like the clear cut message to Nintendo saying we don't want no more of the sticker star shit. We want RPGs again. Give us more RPGs because that is what sells. No. One thing I don't understand is why we're skipping the first game and going straight to Thousand Year Door. Well, Thousand Year Door is more popular. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, like, I've said this multiple times, but I really just feel like Thousand Year Door is Paper Mario 64 with a few new design choices and a better story, and that's really it. So, and it's just, like, that game already looks better to begin with because it was on newer hardware. Game. So it's just, I've been clamoring for a Paper Mario 64 remake for years. Like, when Sticker Star was initially announced and we didn't know anything about it, there was a possibility that it was a remake of the first game. I was really excited to have that on the go and to have it in, like, Thousand Year Door sort of styled graphics, you know? Mm. And we just, that never ended up happening. So it's just like, I really would like to see that game remade. I mean, like, there's so many things they could improve in Thousand Year Door. Um, if they were to remake it, like, they could fix Chapter 4. That, that would be a big improvement, I think. Make it so you don't have to backtrack five times on Twilight Trail to figure out Duplass's name and get the P. And then go all the way back to fight him a second time. It's just, like, that chapter sucks. So, like, if they could fix that, you know, they could make the game better, is my point. But I would much prefer a Paper Mario 64 remake. It's kind of like, why are we remaking Star Fox 64 on the 3DS when the original never got any re-release at all? It like, could it, really use a remake. It's just that it was the one that was the most widely accepted. Yeah. I, I just... I can't really say anything about the original Paper Mario or the original Star Fox, because I have not played them, but I have played A Thousand Year Door, a little bit of it anyways, and I have played, you know, Star Fox 64. So I kind of have an idea of what these people are talking about. So I can't, I, 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 ha I can't really say anything on the behalf of Star Fox or the original Paper Mario. So I don't have much to say on that. I mean, unfortunately, Exo, you're probably just in an unlucky position because most people don't agree with you. And I'm not saying that your opinion isn't valid, but that's just what's going to happen is that people are going to be like, give us a Thousand Year Door remake. And it's, pro it's probably just going to not going to make an original Paper Mario remake, which I would love to see too. I'd love to see both of them remade. Like, I think yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, if they remade the first Paper Mario game, I'd buy it. Why not? It looks yeah. good. Yeah. Mm. Um, guys, uh, this is a weird thing, but do you think we possibly, since we're on the 
the topic of Paper Mario since we've like talked about Nintendo. Could we make another episode about uh, Sony the rest of them? Since this is like mainly a Nintendo focused one. <laughs> I don't see why not. Because my coughs are getting worse right now. Yeah. And I think I might leave and lie down and get some medicine. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Alright. I guess finish up Nintendo for now and then yeah. talk about the rest in another episode. Yeah. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. I can do that. Alright. Um, There's also I mean, Ever Oasis. Yeah. I just... It looks like Fantasy Life and that's about the only positive thing I have for it. It does, and I don't. I don't like the aesthetic in Fantasy Life. I, really? I just, I, yeah, I just. It looks. You know, I've seen it before. It's just oh, it's bright and colorful, and everything's chibi. It's like okay, yeah, good for you. You're special. I would disagree. That's why I really like it. Oh, I guess to each his own. I, I just. I didn't like it. The gameplay is also a lot of fun in Fantasy Life. <laughs> That's another thing I didn't care for. I don't know why. It's just how dare Fantasy you, Life Ryan? Not stick with me. How dare you disagree with my opinions? What are you gonna do about it? Troll me on the internet? I'm gonna make a strongly worded Reddit post on r slash games. Spam post on Tumblr. <laughs> or an exposed yep. video. I think it looks very generic for an RPG. Yeah, I hear some people say that, oh, it's gonna have influences from Secret of Mana and Sword of Mana and blah. I'm like, oh, that's great! Never played them. <laughs> Not uh, yet, anyways, but... They didn't really just... show off too much of it. And I guess that's because they didn't want people to get more disappointed. But I was sort of hoping that it would have been a little bit different, because it's got lock-on combat, I believe. Mm. And I feel like it would have been better if it took like a Monster Hunter Stories approach to the combat. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Like I said, it just it did not... I, I It didn't do anything for me. It's mm. like, oh, it's just another one of these games. Okay. Moving on. Mm. But Ryan, what did you think about that, that totally real announcement for a fourth Golden Sun game this year? Oh yeah, what about that one announcement about the, about the totally real Paper Mario remake? Oh. <laughs> right in the heart. You fling shit at me, I'll fling it right back. <laughs> you guys are really lucky, because I didn't get my Klonoa announced, so I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I did see a Kickstarter the other day. It was all in Japanese, so I have no idea what it's about, but it had a Klonoa picture on it, and that, that Klonoa collective account I follow, like, retweeted it. Hmm. So maybe mm. it's just like make a new Klonoa game on 3D because like I saw 3DS was like the those were the Ooh. only characters I recognized. I don't. Just I like, won't if, even have to read it, and I'll I'll fund it. Well, it's not it's not a Kickstarter. It's a, a change.org petition. petition. I I messed I messed that up. Well, that, those like, barely ever achieve anything, but I guess it's a nice sentiment. Anything. But it's, I don't know. Like I'm reviewing the GBA games right now, like in the middle of editing that, and um. If they could make, like, a new one of those, something like Dream Champ Tournament on the 3DS, I'd, I'd buy that. I'd love that. Yeah, so would I. As long as they just make a, a new Klonoa game, right? Klonoa 3, Dreamy Slide Puzzles. <laughs> Listen, Ryan, you want to <laughs> die today? Oh! Ouch. 
You do not mix those two things together. You understand <laughs> they me? They should. I think they should. I don't know what you're talking about. Slide puzzles are like... <laughs> they're bad. Anyways, um... I, I do have a few that... more things to maybe huh? say about Color Splash, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, it, just, it, just drown in our misery some more. I mean, like, like I think Ryan said, like, when I watched the trailer, I, I think I got a little more into it, maybe. Like, I wasn't still like, oh, I'm gonna go out and buy this, but it's just like, I still think the graphics look great. Mm -hmm. Maybe Definitely. they're kind of overdoing the paper thing now. Because it used to be just an aesthetic, but now it's just like, oh, I'm getting crumpled. You think, you know, see, oh, I think that's... crumpled and can't move. I think that's clever, but that's, I don't know. <laughs> I like when yeah, they, like, when when they toy around with the paper door, gimmick. Yeah, because when I'm playing a thousand year door, and I'm just like, okay, it's Paper Mario, but what about it makes it Paper Mario besides the aesthetic? And like, you can turn like to a paper airplane at points, and I think that's really cool. But it's like, aside from that, I don't really get paper out of anything. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, what's the point of making it paper then? But that's mm. just that's just me. Maybe I need to play more I mean, of the game. But it, it just feels like they're winking at the camera too much. I guess is what I'm saying. Hmm. Mm. Like, the part that I actually really liked was when they were, um, I don't know if it was, like, a boss battle or something like that, but they were, like, rolling up the floor, and Mario was, like, running away, and, like, trees were falling down, and you had to dodge the trees that were that were falling down to the ground, because it would, it would impale you. I thought that was a really cool scene. I'm like, okay, I, that, that's good. That's good. I'll, I'll applaud that. But everything, yeah. but just about everything else is kind of like, hmm. I don't know, I guess it, if... We had a more traditional battle system coming back. I'd probably get it, but the fact that, I mean, like even watching that second trailer, there just was nothing new to know about the battle system, except we saw more of the things which we already knew were going to be in there. So it's just like, I mean, like that's the big problem I think that people have is that the battle system isn't there. I mean, like, so like the fact that they just refuse to show it off is a problem. If they actually want people to buy it, you know. Wasn't yeah. there like, a gameplay demonstration though, or there might have been? I probably mi I think there was actually. You're right. So I'm just talking shite. Uh, I don't know. Even if even if they had a good combat system again, like it'd be it would be a maybe fun if they had the same progression system and the same combat system. Yeah, but it would still be very underwhelming considering everything else that surrounds the game. Cause it'd be it'd be a pretty decent game if it if it was the old combat system, but also I don't know if it would be as enticing of an adventure, especially since RPGs are a lot more story focused. If you're just walking around and there are toads everywhere, and that's like was, all the people that you can interact with are just random toads that yeah. have the, that almost that the same personality. I'm just saying that I thought I thought the big problem, the big thing I just really could not stand about Sticker Star was the battle system. Yeah. That was the biggest faltering point. So if they could fix that, you know, and make it more like the older games, but still try a few new things that don't, like, like really... I mean, I think you get what I'm saying here, then yeah. that that would make the game a much better game than Sticker Star, and I might want to actually play it then. But yeah. the fact that we have, we have all the RPG elements missing, and they're all the Toads, still, and then we come back, and then... In addition, they're not going to fix the battle system, and they're not really showing that off. And I think that's that really just kills my interest in the whole thing. 
I'm just not even sure if they could make it work even with a traditional battle system. I don't know. Because for RPGs, well, I mean, like, the if they brought me, back badges, they brought back partners, we had, like, a traditional battle system with experience points and, you know, maybe had the things as, like, summons. That would be alright. That would be pretty cool. It'd be alright, yeah. But, like, I, I would really, like... That still wouldn't impress me enough for me to be like, oh, hey, I'll buy this game again. Because, for me... The past games were always nice because it, it blended everything together so well. I, I loved agree. the combat system and progression, but I also loved that I had that the reason that I loved the combat so much is because I wanted to keep playing the game because I wanted to see all all the nice dialogue and all the nice characters and the cool story that's in the mm -hmm. games, especially in Super Paper Mario. Even though that game had different combat system, but that's the big thing with RPGs is that if you make if you make an RPG where you know your characters are just not that interesting or or likable or anything like that, then what's the point? Yeah, I mean, it could be fun, but it yeah, it's if you're if it's you're just like missing the point characters. of an RPG, in my opinion. Exactly. Because, you know, you're going on... It's more, it's like, it's about the journey, not the destination. It's about the people that you meet along the way, the people that you help, the people that you go up against, the antagonist, the protagonist, the, the, uh, the supporting cast. Those are very important in RPGs. So... Mm -hmm. You know, and if, if all of those characters are just going to be toads in this Paper Mario game, you know, even, not even just for RPGs, but for action-adventure games, which is what they're touting the, you know, the Paper Mario series to be nowadays, even for action-adventure RPGs, or action-adventure games, that's not an excuse to have your people be so, <clears throat> flat. Oh. That was not a pun until, you know, I, until the last second, but, yeah. Mm. Uh... Another thing feel, that you know what oh, I feel ahead. like there was like a so a, like Nintendo did a survey just like what's everybody's favorite Mario character who's their favorite Mario character and then it ended up being Toad and it's just put Toad in everything put Toad in the Star Rush put Toad in Paper Mario put Toad in every fucking thing I'm just everybody glad he's loves not Toad Smash Brothers I'm just glad he's not in Smash Brothers yet once he's in Smash Brothers then we have failed well he is in Smash Brothers he's yeah, a playable Peach, Peach can hold him as a playable character. Yeah. That, that's, that's what I mean, but... But the thing about that is that Toad doesn't do anything. Well, neither so do what... a lot of people. If, if we're well, being I mean... completely honest. Like, well, what is... what is? I mean, Rosalina has a backstory. Okay. What does Daisy do? She's playable do? in 3D World. And she's playable in 3D World. Okay, good point. What, what does Daisy do? Waluigi does a pelvic thrust. Okay. Hey, don't, don't fucking insult Waluigi, okay? I don't like Waluigi. I take that to heart. Good. Waluigi's dumb. Waluigi is a golden god. He is he can never be forsaken. What is it about Waluigi that people? I, I'm I'm being genuine. No, what is it about I remember Waluigi watching like? this video game. This video game vault, like that was before I realized how much I can't stand stuttering Craig. But I watched one for like Mario Party two or three, I think. And uh -huh. Whichever game Waluigi was introduced in. And then talking about how he it was, was Mario like the tennis. worst. Was it, it was Mario Ma Tennis? It was that Mario must have tennis. been why I yes, saw it. Yes, because Camelot actually made Waluigi. Well, there you have it. But it's, uh, like he was talking about how Waluigi is like the worst Mario character ever. And then fast forward four years later and every he's suddenly a meme and everyone loves him now. And it's just, I, I don't, don't know what happened in between there. It's just like how Shrek suddenly became... <laughs> you know, so meme-tastic. I don't know. He does a pelvic thrust, and then everyone loves him. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, it's cool that they made an amiibo of him, because, you know, people like him. But, I just, I don't get it. 
I just you know what I would like to see uh, hmm. is because like I've always wondered like how are they going to keep doing new things for Mario and Luigi? What I would really like to see is a Wario and Waluigi game. Oh, that would be the best. I would buy that in a heartbeat. That maybe would make me like Waluigi if they do him right. Like, or maybe, like, do what they did in Partners in Time, where you, like, control four people. And for whatever reason, Wario and the Waluigi are that taking along so with Mario cool. and Luigi. Holy crap. I That'd want that right now. Because, like, if they don't think it. that... If they don't think that those two game... Two characters can hold the whole game, you know, just, you know, have all four of them. And then there you go. Worked in Partners in Time, alright. Well... I mean, I think they were originally gonna have Paper Luigi and Paper Jam, but they thought having four people was too much, and like, when you think back to it, when you play Partners in Time, when you have both the babies and the adults alive, the babies sort of like ride on the adult's shoulder, so you're not really controlling all four of them at once. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know what they'd do with that, but... I don't know. I'd like to see Wario and Waluigi given their own game. That'd be interesting. Because Waluigi's only really in the spin-offs. Yeah. Uh, if we're moving on, uh, I'm just... The more I see of the Fire Emblem, Shimigami Tensei crossover, Mirage, Sessions, Epi, or whatever, I just get more and more disinterested in it. Am I the only one here, or, like, do you guys... Are you guys any interested in it at all, or...? I watched the <laughs> I was trailer. interested in when they announced it, like, so two years ago, I think. Mm. It was like, Fire Emblem X Shin Megami Tensei, and I was like, oh shit, and then now it's it's... <laughs> what we got is not what I expected. I thought originally, like when they announced it, I thought it was going to be like an actual crossover where they like they take the gameplay of Shimigami Tensei, where you know you, you capture demons and you can like fuse demons and evolve demons and you know have them fight against other demons. I thought they would like make that into an RTS, and I thought, oh shit, that was going to be really cool. And they didn't, and you know they they did this, and it's fine. I just, I don't think it's that interesting. It just, it looks, looks kind of boring. I'm not really big on the, like, I like Japanese culture and stuff like that. Maybe not to the extent as some others, like Karen, for example, was obsessed with it, but I'm just, I'm not. <laughs> um, My well. sister's a weeb, too. <laughs> so I'm mine. a weeb. I, I'm, I'm a resident weeb. weeb. But I just, I'm not interested in the J-pop thing. Uh, and also, some of the character designs, oh my god, I hate them. I think some of them are just really bad. Like, they look... I don't know I don't know how to describe it. One of them I don't like is the main female lead. And this is... A, it, it's weird for me to say this. But... Like, and it's it's not just with this one game. It's, it's with a lot of other Japanese things. People don't know how to draw boobs. Like, the main female character looks like as if she just took two watermelons and then put them in her shirt and there you go. It looks so unnatural and poorly drawn. That's a pet peeve of mine whenever the people are drawing female characters. It looks ugh it's like you're you're a professional Draw the boobs right. Yes <laughs> Yes it I, I'm sorry, it's a huge pet peeve of mine whenever I, I see that. I can't fap to this. It's like <laughs> <laughs> they look like balloons. I just again it's 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 a weird thing to bring up. But it's a pet peeve of mine. If you're going to just make people look like people, don't make them look like friggin' balloons in their chest. It, I, I, that's rent over. I know it's weird. But even just the gameplay, the aesthetic, the themes, it just, none of it looks interesting to me. 
and it doesn't really seem like a Fire Emblem Shimigami Tensei game. It feels like it was supposed to be its own thing, but oh wait, we, we made a contract so we have to add Fire Emblem characters, uh, uh, let's put some... And even then, it's Fire Emblem characters from the first Fire Emblem and uh, Awakening. There's no one from Sacred Stones or Path of Radiance or Radiant Dawn, you know, by extension. Or Fates. No one from Fire Emblem 7. No one from Fates. No one from, you know, any of, like, the, the games that we didn't get from Japan. So, like, no Sigurd or anything. Sig Sigurd or Sigurd? I don't know how to pronounce his name. You know, and we're just... We're, I thought the roster would be a bit better because even when they first announced it, you see all these Shimigami Tensei characters, and you see all of these Fire Emblem characters. You see Marth, Ike, Krom, Lucina, Lynn, Elliewood, Roy, uh, uh, who else is there? Uh, other people. And, you know, we're not getting any of those people except from, you know, Awakening in the first game, and even then, it's not a lot. Ah. I don't know, I'm just... Yeah, I'm I, not I gonna like, get it. <laughs> I was really very interesting. I was really let down by that. I'll just get Persona 5 and be happy. I'll, oh, I'll you just... mean in 2020 when it comes out? Yeah, 2017 you mean? Ooh. <laughs> we got Mighty Number no. 9 before Persona 5. I mean, at least it was only delayed once. Ooh. Well, I thought my, my friend Ethan's been following it because, like, Persona 4 is one of his favorite games or whatever, and he tells me that they keep delaying it. That's not right. They They never set a release date when they announced it, and then they delayed it. They delayed it. I, they said it was going to come out in 2015, and they delayed it. But they they also never gave a release date after they delayed it. Oh, I'm pretty sure, unless I'm wrong. But even then, a minimum of two delays, no more than that. I know that much. It wasn't okay. it announced like a few years ago, though. Yeah, it was. Well, actually, I think it was announced in 2015. Uh, I mean, really, the only thing that's left is uh, Pokemon, and even yep. then, it, it, it looks like Pokemon. It looks good. I'm interested in it. Yeah, um, I I like the I... the stuff they're doing though with, in Sun and Moon. Like you can see type charts in it, basically. Like you can see what moves are effective. Yeah, like that's that's oh um, uh, I just thought about it. They're doing like a, a f um, like they're doing like a weird free-for-all kind of thing now where yeah it's like the four, four player people. yeah yeah that looks that looks really fun like, i don't know how they'll balance that but like i don't i don't have the uh like i never played the multiplayer for pokemon but i might do it now with this it looks really fun it doesn't look like core multiplayer though it looks like just some kind of weird mode like that you probably go into like a town to do yeah but th there's probably multiple because like yeah. even in even in the demonstration they had like four random people and it does look like it's a character customization will be coming back because they all had different clothes. So that's also something else to look forward to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't realize that they... Because, like, I, when you play X and Y and uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, it still sort of has that over-the-head perspective and you're kind of, like, chibified on the world map. Then I look at Pokemon's Sun and Moon... And it looks more like Dynamic. Pokemon Colosseum and Pokemon XD. Mm. That you're like fully scaled humans and um, people in the overworld actually are modeled. Because in X and Y, um, I remember everyone was just like a portrait. Most people were, except for like the gym leaders and some key NPCs. Mm. So, yeah, full scaled 3D environments. 
interesting. Like, I, I looked at a little bit of a gameplay trailer, and do they have, like, full camera support in it? I don't know. I'm like, I, I would don't... imagine with the new 3DS it could. I don't yeah, know if they help. have camera support. It didn't look like they did. It sort of looked like the camera just tracked you, like it usually does. Mm. You know, that's that's a weird thing that I kind of miss now. Because so many games, like, it's particularly for Nintendo consoles. It seems like games that used to have full camera control back in the day are just now everything's fixed angle. I mean, which is good in the sense that the camera is never, is always pointing where you want it to. Mm. But it's, I miss having that control. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Because now it feels less like a 3D game to me. And I can explore less. It's it's hard to explain. But, I don't know. It's, for some reason, having that in a Pokemon game feels would feel like the bee's knees. So, like, It'd I'm more nice. interested in it than I was before. Because before I just didn't care. It's just like, oh, more Pokemon every year. But it looks like they're trying to, you know, at least scale up the production values. Which I can appreciate. They're just stream they're streamlining certain aspects of it. I enjoy that. Like the Which stuff in battle where you can yeah, see like actively you can see what what stat buffs and debuffs you have on you at all times. And hmm. you can see what like if you see a move, you can see if it's gonna be super effective or not very effective, like right on the dot. You don't have to look it up. That's really it's helpful. In yeah. Interesting to see yeah. after after, you know, IGN's review of the last game. Too much water, 7.8 out of 10. Uh, we're going back to water again. Yep. It's just like I'm fuck sure you, they'll, IGN. I'm sure they've listened and they'll probably like find a way to circumvent the the uh, being surfing a lot. But you think this is too much water? I'll show you too much water. Like they probably Damn. have a lot of boats. Probably. The soaring mm. will also probably be back, or at least I hope it'll be back. Yeah. That was like one of the things I absolutely loved about the Omega Ruby remake. So nostalgic though. I love it. Yep. What what about you, Adox? I mean, do you feel okay by saying anything with Pokemon or do you have anything else that you need to say if you can't say uh, anything or <clears throat> I don't really have much to say about Pokemon. I enjoyed Auras a little bit and I don't I haven't seen enough gameplay to make a, an informed opinion. Okay. Alright, uh, do we have anything else to say about Nintendo? I don't even know what else they showed. That was it. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, um, also, Zelda U Amiibo. Damn it, my wallet. That's all I have to say. <laughs> the Guardian Amiibo is really big. I, I, I collect these things, and I like getting some of them custom painted, so... It's just, I ever it's got a, it's, the it's giant one. I don't know where I'd fit that. <laughs> In your... You have to find yep. a big ass case. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Well, I guess next time we'll chat about the other conferences. Other the other Everything ones. else. Yeah. And then we can also give our impressions of the uh direct to DVD animated film, All of the Other Reindeer. <laughs> Until right. then, uh, I'm Santa Claus. I'm... I'm the Grinch. And I am Jack fucking Skeleton. Alright, <laughs> we'll see you next and... time. Have a good one, everyone. Bye!